What a collection of stories I have for you today. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to this Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A special thanks to uh, Jim Calhoun for his special Christmas program on Wednesday. Jim has been such a great blessing to me, particularly over this past year in dealing with this uh, bladder cancer. And, And sometimes I'm tired, sometimes I'm worn out. We have surgeries and we have treatments coming up, but overall, I'm thankful for how well that I'm doing. And I'm thankful for good friends like Jim Calhoun that that are willing to give of their time for me to help keep this radio program going. As I've mentioned before, and I'll mention again over the next several days, there's so many things that I'm trying to accomplish while I can. And I say that not because of any impending gloom or doom, but just, you know, I'm 69 years old. And there are a lot of projects I'd like to get done. If I live to be 85 or 90, I, I would I still want to be working for the kingdom of God. I'll just tell you that right now. I enjoy doing this radio program some days even more than others. Some days the program is you know, rather depressing to do when you look at some of the weird news out there. I've got a number of stories in front of me that are kind of a variety. And, and I was debating this the other day. Do I really want to take any time and talk about what happened in Colorado with taking Donald Trump off their ballot under the idiotic premise of the 14th Amendment? And I'm going to talk to you about the 14th Amendment, its history, its actual wording, and it's questionable ratification. You may not know the whole story. Don't believe anything CNN or MSNBC tells you. They're nothing but liars anyway. They're propaganda artists. They're not news. They're just junk, garbage, not worthy of your time. And I'm getting to the point that I don't even, when I watch conservative news and they want to play a clip from MSNBC, I just turn it off. I don't need to hear it. I already know it's a lie to start with. I will never give them any credibility until every one of their anchors is fired and gone. They would have to shut down and clean house, reinvent themselves, change their name, because they have destroyed any credibility they had at CNN. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when CNN was actually a respected news organization. Of course, that's been a long time. Little side note, I'm I'm really kind of showing my age. When CNN started in Atlanta, Georgia, way back, they had decided to also launch a radio network, CNN Radio, to have news for radio stations. And they were looking for a director of engineering for CNN News Radio. And it was offered to me and I turned it down. And I don't know why that I did. The money offering was pretty good. And it was in the South. It was in Atlanta. And Atlanta hadn't gone so incredibly crazy yet. But my wife and I had just settled in. She had had some serious surgery less than a year before. And we had decided to go to a smaller community where I didn't have all the traffic and the commuting time so I could be closer to care for her. 
And so we had just finished that move when the offer came. And and I'm going to tell you, had, in all honesty, had they made that offer about 30 days prior, I would have probably taken it. And then I look back in time, maybe that was God's intervention to keep me out of it. Well, here we are. Christmas comes this coming Monday. A lot of people are already beginning to get into the Christmas spirit and what have you. And and I want to, I'll get into that more tomorrow and Monday, a lot more dealing with Christmas. But today, I just want to go through a handful of stories that, and give you some insight that I, I believe you need to, to read about. And, and also, I've got a story or two that, well, I know the mainstream media will never touch. A lot of conservative media, because it's not so political, will not touch. And some of the, what I call, corporately controlled conservative media won't get near because they're making money uh, pushing certain ideologies. So I'm going to give you some stories today that you need to hear, and, and some that are really rather absurd. A friend of mine, a listener to this program, sent me an email and and sent me this story. It's not that long. And if you want to know just how stupid we have become, how ignorant, how idiotic, how buffoonish we are, there are researchers that really think that human breath is now fueling climate change that human breath is going to destroy the planet Earth. And I'm going to share some highlights from this British study. Yeah, I I have to wonder about Great Britain Britain these days. I really do. A once relatively sane nation has gone crazy. I mean, they've gone crazy. They looked at 328 breath samples from 104 participants. Now, so they studied 104 individuals and took 328 breath samples, around, you know, three per person. And they found concentrations of methane and nitrous oxide gases believed to be harmful, more harmful to the environment than carbon dioxide, CO2. Well, number one, I've been telling you for a long time that CO2 is not a greenhouse gas. It is not a deadly, earth-destroying, planet-wrecking gas. It's a normal cycling gas that this planet absolutely must have if you plan to grow food and eat. If you want to see the trees turn green this coming spring and grow and farming to accelerate And those beautiful flowers you love to bloom in April and May here in the Northern Hemisphere. CO2 is absolutely necessary. Without it, plant life is dead. Just dead. And and I mentioned a while back, and I actually shared the audio clip from an actual congressional hearing of these climate experts being posed the question by a congressman. So, how much CO2 is in the atmosphere? Just make a guess. The numbers range like from 5 to 20 percent. 
or something like that, maybe 5 to 18%. But it was, you know, I think the lowest number was 5. In reality, the amount of CO2 is four-tenths of 1%. In other words, even the lowest guess was 10 times too high. And we also know that when you get below four-tenths of 1%, Plant life begins to slow down, and below uh, three-tenths, it dies. So we're right there on the line anyway. So what is all this idiotic nonsense and big deal about indoctrinating our kids in our public sewers of schools into the lie that CO2 is, is killing the planet, when it is not? So they're looking at the factors of these human emissions, methane and nitrous oxide, and they're saying the, the effects are just not understood, but its impact on an, of an aging population and shifting diets is, is relatively uncertain. Converting from high meat and protein contents to a high fiber vegetarian option to mitigate greenhouse emissions from meat production. What a bunch of nonsense. I'll explain why in, in a couple of minutes. The researchers looked at the participants' dietary habits and found that, well, they had to figure out that meat consumption actually had no bearing on methane and nitrous oxide levels expelled through breath. Nevertheless, the authors still recommend to continue the study whether we really need to change the diet, you know, eat bugs, (laughs) or forget the meat, you know. The study's idiotic conclusions... They, I mean, they, it's basically, we didn't find what we want, but you, you, you got to believe that we're going to get there someday. So, you know, take the study with a grain of salt and still endeavor to lower your green. Yeah, you know what I mean? So now human breath is destroying the planet and it's causing climate change. Of course, other factors include the U.S. military which, you know, the Soros-funded agencies are saying, we need to trim them. Matter of fact, why don't we just get rid of the entire military to preserve the environment? I'm sure the leftist lunatics would love that idea. And, of course, they, they're, still, they're still believing that the electric vehicle will solve a good chunk of the problem. Idiots like Joe Biden, actually dementia-ridden individuals that sold their soul ages ago, like Joe Biden. And his freak show of a staff are pushing, ooh, everybody's got to have an EV. We need a national fleet by at least 50% by 2030. By the way, if we do that, there'll be a lithium shortage. Mark my words, we're having to buy this stuff from communist China. We don't grow it. We don't have it. We, We depend on countries that don't like us to get it. And, and you figure that then, you know, the EV market, by the time you get to when I'm too old to care, thankfully for me, but not for my kids and grandkids, the EV market's going to require such massive quantities of lithium and significant mining that will damage the planet. In other words, the solution to climate change, in fact, will cause more climate change. Oh, by the way, in this crazy study about human breath, you know, destroying the planet, 
if you are a female and over 30 years of age, you were creating the most damage to the environment with your breath. And people actually pay money, government money, for these moronic studies. Totally insane. And, and when the study doesn't prove what they want to see, they still want you to believe you got to do something about it. Even though there's no evidence of any kind, we just, we're just saying that we really believe this, that, and the other. You know, I, 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 I don't even argue anymore with those that are worshiping the planet and into this climate god. And they're saying, Bob, but you, you want to destroy the planet. You want to ruin it. The air is going to go. No, I don't. But I don't want to do crazy stuff, insane stuff, feel-good stuff that doesn't do anything. You're tra- I'm looking at a graph. Understand this graph real quick. As the United States has reduced its carbon footprint consistently every year since 20, since the year 2000, actually, and all the way up to like 2022, we keep reducing our carbon footprint. We're down about 15, 20, 30%, depending where you are in the country. Yet China has increased their carbon footprint close to 500%. India, 300%. They're going, we're not doing it. They're not playing this game. They want us to starve ourselves, become dependent on wind, solar, and unicorn toots for our heat and our energy. And and I'm sorry. Um, It's a plan to destroy much of the Western world and hand it over to the the leftist, elitist, and globalist. Eat bugs. Make the weather better. You've seen that before. This is the insanity in which we live. The climate god. In other words, paganism, just pure paganism. Now, got a couple of other stories that I want to share with you. There is a prominent trans activist who was just arrested arrested in Philadelphia on charges of raping two minors. And this person is Kendall Stevens. Um, I'm trying to figure out, is it a guy pretending he's a girl or a girl pretending to be a guy? Whatever, you're just crazy. Kendall campaigned for the governor of Pennsylvania. He campaigned, uh, and Kendall also supported Philadelphia DA Larry Krashner, who has pretty well destroyed justice in that, in that city. And he's friendly with Senator Bob Casey, and he's one of his allies. And he faces a list of charges, including rape and assault on minors. And on his website, happy pride, y'all. I don't know what it is why the Democrat Party of, of 2020 and 2021, 2022, really for about 10 years now, why is this the party of reprobate behavior? Why is this the party of craziness and insanity? And why is this the party of theft, insurrection? Yeah, they're the ones that are the insurrection party. When I get to the 14th Amendment in a little bit, 
on the program, you might get a better understanding why. And you'll get a better understanding why NBC, the nothing but mm, crap network, uh, just consistent, they just lie. ABC, all about crap. <laughs> I mean, CB, CBS, they put the BS in it, let me tell you, every time they pretend they do news. All, all of their talking head idiots are just talking head, airheaded idiots. And they believe that the economy is great. Well, yeah, I guess when you're getting paid millions of dollars and you're living in a bubble, you don't know any better because you don't go into a grocery store. You have you have people to do that for you. And so it's easy to be an idiot when you live in a bubble. And that's what they are. Idiots in a bubble. No common sense. Seafood has more common sense than the average network TV talking head or talking empty head person. Now, let's continue on with a couple of other stories. You know, here in this time of peace on earth, goodwill toward men, you know, even even the atheists kind of get into this. They really do. They get into their winter solstice time, and it's, it's a time of, of just peace and happiness, and we feel good about each other. Can't we all, you know, can't we all just get along? The, the Rodney King theology of the atheist. I mean, for a couple of weeks, they put aside the idea of uh, survival of the fittest and, and we need to do good and nice things to one another to be kind to one another. Well, you got this trans activist and this, this trans activist probably should be on some kind of a watch list somewhere. I'm looking at this guy that somehow believes in his, well, through the lens of what is, has to be mental illness or demonic, you know, possession. He, he's a, he's a trans and he's a guy with a five o'clock shadow wearing girly glasses, trying to pretend he's a girl. I mean, really, he's and, and he's sitting in his car. You know how a lot of people do a little video sitting in their their sound studio is their car with their camera, and they try to impact and change the world with a video. And this guy at this wonderful time of the year is sharing his peace on earth and goodwill toward toward all people, and his feeling about those that are transphobes. In other words, people that don't accept his mental delusion, his mental illness, or his demonic <laughs> possession as being normal. And, and he has an opinion about people that don't want to use the correct pronouns. I mean, he's either a she or a they. I don't know which. If he's demonically possessed, probably a they or a we. Um, if he's just delusional and mentally ill, he is going by she and her. And I want you to listen carefully to the wonderful message of peace on earth and and goodwill toward men that he has for anybody that disagrees with his opinion about about being trans. Not to be like overly dramatic or anything, can we just start stabbing transphobes at this point? Like we have such a big problem of transphobic people being fing idiots and not getting their kicked in. Can we just start kicking their shit in? It would be so much easier for everyone. Every The entire world would be so much better if we could just 
stab a transphobe. You say something transphobic, you get stabbed. The world would be beautiful. Come on, people matter. Smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. So what do we have here? We've got a guy, a man, a male who is delusional to believe that he is some kind of a female when he's not. I mean, he's trying to look like a girl, but the the five o'clock shadow is is kind of giving him away. And the girly glasses and, and everything he's trying to do with the long hair, the girly glasses, and, and he's got a ready to go on face diaper at a moment's notice, you know, for the coronavirus. Mentally deficient, mentally deranged, or demonically possessed, take your choice. I've come to the point that there is no in-between. It is either mental illness being untreated and being encouraged, reprobate, totally disgusting, morally inept, completely bizarre freak show of a government. Not just here in the United States, but yeah, go to Canada, go to Australia, go to the United Kingdom, go to pretty much anywhere in Europe. And the reprobate mind has wormed its way like a cancer into the government and the agencies and the corporations globally. And this this man, this guy who pretends he's a girl wanting to stab a people that don't agree with him and thinks that'll make the world a beautiful place, he's deceived. You know, the Bible is so clear about all of this. And and those that are of faith have got to start calling it for what it is. This idiotic notion within so much of the church of, well, can't we all just get along and, and just be more understanding? I do not understand how you can abide with sin and encourage it and think it's great. When the Episcopal Church, or any other church for that matter, begins to push this silliness as normal on its congregation, they are doing Satan's work. They are no longer a Christian church. They have become a synagogue of Satan, period. And this man calling to stab people that refuse to acknowledge his mental delusion that he's a woman and thinks they should be stabbed, this is where it's heading. And how do we get how do we get here? Several weeks ago, I did a did a radio program talking about the seeds that were sown in the 1960s, watered and fertilized in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. This bumper crop of hard silliness is right before our very eyes. That's how you get you know these Muppet-looking morons like Bernie Sanders, senator from Vermont running around in Congress. The man never held a real job in his stinking life. Yet he's worked getting government money his entire career. Paid by the government. Wanting more of your money. His wife bankrupted a college, and that's all right. He owns three houses, though he says, you consume too much. And we must get rid of fossil fuels. We must do this. We must do that. We must wear face diapers. We must, I mean, all the silliness. The man is possessed. 
or just evil to the core or a total moron, but he can't, he's not normal. He is not sane. He is not logical. There's not one good thing about him. And Bernie Sanders is the kind of guy that thinks government health care is the way to go. You know, I ran into another story of somebody. This lasts about a minute and a half, but you got to listen to it. This is this is very systemic of what is going on in the mindset of so many people today. They blame all their problems on somebody else. Yet it's their own voting habits that bring the misery to themselves. These are the same kind of people that going back 13, 14 years ago, well, let's go back even 15 years ago. Remember remember when Barack Hussein Obama was elected president? And what we had was a single-party government at the time. We had a Democrat White House, a Democrat House of Representatives, and a Democrat-controlled Senate. Barely. But they had it. And during that time, Nancy Pelosi can be remembered saying we have to pass it to see what's in it, the Obamacare Act, you know, the health, the Affordable Health Care Act. By the way, ever notice that any title they give a bill in D.C. is just a fat lie? Affordable? Yeah, really? No. What the Obama administration was trying to do, what they were trying to do, was destroy health care as we know it so government can come in to fix it. They're passing laws to destroy health care. I can assure you, it is worse today than it was before Obamacare came along. I can remember dealing with this matter 20 years ago. And I know health insurance was not cheap, but when Obamacare came through, it took what I was paying and multiplied it by a factor of three overnight. And of course, it's nice to know that I can get a pap smear as a man in my health care because, see, we can't have... All this gender silliness is embedded in the Health Care Act. That's why men can get pregnant. I mean, this is crazy. But this is what we've come to, this this mindset of... of, of of arrogance and stupidity all wrapped into one. And these delusional people that think, you know, that I, I am a woman, can't you tell, with my Adam's apple, unbiologically changed at all and deluded to think somehow I can get pregnant too. I mean, this, this, this is insane. We would have laughed at this 40 years ago. A matter of fact, you know, I, I, I played something earlier this week from Monty Python, remember? You know, I want to be a woman. People thought that was comedy in the 1980s, 70s, and 80s. Now it's, you have to believe it or else we want to stab you. We want to sue you. We want to make it a crime. And then the health care. These people hate the other parties so much. I Look, I can remember going back, let's go mid-1970s. I never really cared much about what people's politics were. People really didn't ask. But today, you need to put it out there, and and people demand to know so they can either accept you or condemn you out of hand. Now, I want you to listen to this delusional, very evil, and sick woman. I mean, she is sick to the core. 
I think, mentally deluded, either full of lies, watches too much MSNBC, which MSNBC is, you know, basically mind syphilis, <laughs> MS. NBC. Mind syphilis NBC. That's what they, that's what we need to call it from now on. Mind syphilis NBC. And she would they would agree with this woman. And they would believe this in their heart of hearts. They would accept what she has to say as as she shares, you know, what she really believes is why healthcare is all messed up and 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 this is what I think about you Republican voters. <laughs> if you're a Republican voter, I want you to listen more close. I sincerely hope that someone who you can't live without who your life would fall apart if that person disappeared off the face of the earth. If you're a Republican voter, if you are a die-hard GOP voter, I sincerely hope the person you love most gets a surprise attack of diabetes. I hope it comes out of nowhere. I hope it slaps you upside the head so fast and so hard that it leaves you traumatized. Diabetes. If you had any idea how hard it is to get diabetes medicine on time in the dosage you need, you have no idea what it's like. So for all of you Republican voters, I sincerely hope this Christmas season, my gift to you is a case of diabetes to the person you love most that comes out of nowhere. I hope one of you loses a limb to diabetes because then you're going to understand just how inhumane your own citizen voting record really is, okay? That's who you are, diabetes. I wish this upon Republican voters. I want you to learn firsthand just how bad you have made it for everybody else. You're going to, I wish this on you. I sincerely hope you get hit with diabetes. I hope it's the person you love the most. I have watched in my life the concept of classic liberalism being taken over by extreme leftism. And by the way, there is a difference. These leftist lunatics, and that's what they are, they're absolutely lunatics with a mental disorder or demonic possession. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That's not even open for discussion. They talk about loving one another, can't we all get along, only on their terms. If we, you don't do it my way, then I hope you die. I hope your loved ones get sick and die. I hope you get COVID or whatever. There's no love in them. It's all words. It's all nonsense. It's all total garbage. Got a lot more to share in this program. And, and I know it's getting on, on Christmas, and I, I'll get away from some of this tomorrow and Monday. But these stories, I think you do need to hear to remind you of the battle that we're in and why we do this radio program each and every day. 
There are many things going on in the background. I'll be giving you some insight on that tomorrow. But keeping on shortwave, I believe, is vital because too many of the online sources, and yeah, we lose as, we use as many as we can. I want to reach as many people as I can. But I really believe shortwave is going to be our fallback point. That's why we're on WRMI, and that's why we are trying to work with WTWW to get this program out as much as possible, and we need your financial support to do it. If you believe in the radio program, visit the website Truth, the number two ponder.com. Truth two ponder.com. The numeral two. Or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Staring at the Pele. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. You ever been in love? <laughs> sure you have. Well, when you're in love, you make a fool of yourself. You stare at that person you're in love with. You just sit there with that stupid expression on your face, completely oblivious to everything else that's going on around you. Well, the good news is it's biblical. That's right. In Isaiah 9, 6, it's written, For unto us a child is born, a son is given. His name will be called Wonderful. The word in Hebrew there for wonderful is Pele. Try it. Pele speaks of a wonder, a marvel, something tremendous. But not just that. Pele means literally something you stare at. Who is Yeshua, Jesus? He's the Messiah, but he's also the Pele, the one you stare at. So you know how you were when you were in love? Well, that's exactly how you need to be with Messiah. You need to be with him the same way you were when you were in love. You need to stare at him all the time, in the good times and the bad times. You need to forget everything else. You need to get your eyes off that problem, that worry, and that negative thing. You need to just see him. You need to be so in love with him that you forget everything else but him. And unlike the way it was when you were in love, with the Lord, you don't have to ever fall out of love because he never stops being the Pele. So you need to never stop acting foolish and silly and bananas for him. As it's written, fix your eyes on him for he's the author and the finisher of your faith. But not only that, he's also the Pele. And that, my friend, is something to stare at. Want more? Ask for Pele. Now, how'd you like to receive some something really special? Daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel and prophecy, a free subscription to Sapphires, the mystery of the temple doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, and the zip. 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy. And I'm at box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. And the zip 07644.
44. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah HaPeleh. The wonder you stare at. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Thursday. Well, there are a few things that I want to share with you in this segment, and I'll be dealing with the 14th Amendment in just a few moments. But before we get there, this to me is a wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And I'll admit that it's been a little harder this year, and matter of fact, the last several years, to really get into the spirit of this season. There is so much happening in our world today that I find rather frightening and disturbing. Now, I had a conversation not long ago with an individual, and a lot of people say, look at the world today, Jesus will be here any minute, it can't get any worse. But I have to remind you of something, and, and, and this is both kind of t- to, well, give you a perspective, but also to give you a little bit of hope. For 2,000 years since Jesus appeared on this earth in his first coming, the world has not gotten any better. In fact, it is consistently and continually getting worse. We have had some really incredibly difficult times on this planet in these 2,000 years, actually for even thousands of years before that. And that's because there is evil in this world. There is satanic evil in this world. And the sooner you understand that, the better off you're going to be. Are things worse today than they were 10 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago? And after I gave this a lot of thought, the answer is not necessarily so. There is a huge difference. The heart of man has always been evil. Understand that. Look at what happened during the Second World War. Look what happened during the First World War. Look at what has happened during many periods of warfare in this nation, in this world, in Europe, everywhere. Look at the times of plagues, the times of disease. If you lived in the 13th century and the plague hit, you'd think it's the end of the world. If you lived in Poland in 1939, you're waiting for Jesus to break the sky as the Nazis came across that border. If you you lived in the far western part of Russia when the Germans attacked, and you were a closet Christian in that communist nation, you thought Jesus has got to be right behind to break that eastern sky. And on and on it goes. Our entire world has been a world that has been shattered and ruined by sin. It always has been, always will be. What is different today than the 1960s? What is different today than the 1920s, the roaring 20s? Yeah, there was a lot of evil going on during that time, too. The difference is people just didn't talk about it. They kept their sin in the darkness because they knew that's where they needed to keep it so they wouldn't be, well, ostracized by society. The problem is today nobody cares. The filters are gone. The idea of of even showing a modicum of decency is over. There's no need to. 
It's all out in the open. There's the big difference today versus much of the evil of the past 50 to 100 years. Nobody thinks they have to hide it anymore. And now they demand you accept it. I can remember it was what, 2015? When the Supreme Court of the United States improperly legalized same-sex marriage? Number one, marriage belongs to the church. It's not an item of the state. Until the early 1900s, the state had really nothing at all to do with marriages and licenses. That became a nice way to make an extra dollar. And then it became a way to control. Prior to that, it was up to religious institutions, your your church, your synagogue, whatever faith you belong to. Or if you didn't, you just get a legal marriage for the sake of property at the justice of the peace as a civil contract. But once they tried to play the game of defining marriage, they stepped into God's territory, which I think is incredibly wrong. And so we started with same-sex marriage. Then transgenderism popped its head real loud. It had been getting ready to come out for a while. It's a created diversion in this world. We fight over transgenderism, gay rights, and the marriages, and and, then the Roman Catholic Church now wanting to, okay, it's okay to bless these. No, it's not. How do you bless sin? I'm going to just say it. How does a church bless sin? You cannot bless sin period. If you do, you're damning yourself. You're damning them. I'm going to be, I'm telling you, you cannot bless sin in God's name and get away with it. There'll be a price to be paid. And so we live in this age, this, this time, and the filter is off. Men that used to hide in their sins with other men now paraded on the streets and companies change their logos every every June. Notice they stole the month of brides for the month of pride. It's Satan's attack on God's institutions. Figure that out, understand it, accept it. If you don't, you're, you're missing out and you're not understanding the battle that we face. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers That's our moral decline. The church failed. The baby boomer parents, they they try to give too much to the baby boomers, and then they took advantage of that and, and did a horrible job raising most of their kids. Now I want to get on to a different topic, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time with this. But the state of Colorado, their Supreme Court, their Supreme Idiots, decided that Donald Trump committed an act of insurrection. And so I did something that your average journalist hasn't done at MSNBC, at Mind Syphilis NBC. I actually read the 14th Amendment, all of it. There are several sections to the 14th Amendment. There's a bit of a history about it, too, that's a little bit disturbing. Number one, the first section of the amendment, it it talks about all persons born or naturalized. Remember, this is all post-Civil War, the war between the states. And section one, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction they're in are citizens. And on and on it goes. This was the first attempt at some kind of civil rights. And and this 
This amendment was supposed to guarantee the state cannot deprive a person of life, liberty, property without due process. You know, it took it took almost a hundred years before they started dealing with civil rights. I mean, it was just words. And then it said that representatives shall be apportioned among several states according to their respective number, counting the whole number of persons in each state. In other words, let me explain this, excluding Indians, of course, you know, or Native Americans. In other words, they were saying that those former slaves, those people of color now can vote. That was section two. And then I'm going to skip to section four, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debt incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for service in suppressed insurrection or rebellion. Once again, all of this, and and Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. In other words, you look at these four basic items, the fifth just telling Congress what they can do with it, all of these, every one of these is is aimed at the Civil War. Now, I want you to listen carefully. I'm going to read Section 3, and this is where the idiots on the Supreme Court in Colorado... By the way, Colorado used to be a decent state. You know, Colorado, Rocky Mountain High. Remember that? But see, once California idiots began to realize they can't afford to live in their sewer of a state any longer, they go to Oregon, they go to Washington, and now they go to Colorado... And anywhere they go, they, they, they just turn it into, they got the reverse Midas touch. Just put it that way. Whatever they touch, they destroy with their voting. And the illness of the flower children that this is the 60s stuff that just exploded in California. Gavin Newsom is just a, a good example of a Gen Xer gone, gone insane. But here's section three, and listen carefully. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of the state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemy thereof, but Congress may vote by two-thirds of each house to remove such disability. In other words, that you know they could still undo it if you were considered an insurrectionist. And all of this, by the way, when it talks about the president and vice president, it talks about electors, those that are, remember, we have an electoral college system. You couldn't, you couldn't stand as an elector if you had participated in an insurrection. You couldn't hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or any state. In other words, you know, it, it could be a little iffy the way this thing is even written. If it, if it applied to a president, to be quite honest. It talks about being an officer of the United States, a member of any state legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer of any state. So honestly, I'm just a little bit iffy about how this would apply to the presidency of the United States. And also, what is an insurrection? 
And there lies the problem. Did Donald John Trump lead an insurrection against the United States when he questioned the validity of an election? Hillary Clinton questioned the validity of elections. Uh, Al Gore did the same thing. John Kerry in 2004 challenged the election of George W. Bush. We can go back in time. There are tons of these challenged elections. Was that an insurrection? What happened at the Capitol? Did, did Donald Trump demand they go tear the Capitol down? He didn't. There's not one iota of evidence, but they're pulling garbage out of thin air and trying to twist an amendment to the Constitution written completely to trounce the South. It had nothing to do with a protest. And I don't believe what happened. And by the way, I'm sick of the liars at Mind Syphilis NBC talking about it was an armed insurrection. Well, the only people armed were the people that killed, you know, like uh, Ashley Babbitt. And nobody, and, and they, they, they held on to that lie for months and months about, you know, there was an officer killed by the, no, he died of a, he died of natural causes days later. Nobody was killed. Nobody. Not a one. And filthy vermin. Yeah, I'm going to call call them for what they are. I'm going to use that term, vermin. Swamp vermin like Liz Cheney and her dad. Or how about that beached whale from Jersey? You know, the thug, the big mouth, the loud mouth, the buffoon, Chris Christie. <laughs> the man is the man is a, is just disgusting to the core an embarrassment to any conservative. And he's running for president. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give Vivek Ramaswamy a little credit. He said that when it comes to Colorado, all Republicans should withdraw from the ballot and, and tell Colorado, stick it. We want nothing to do with you. And I, I tend to agree with him on that one. But, but you know, the warmongers like Nikki Haley and the buffoons, yeah, they're not going to do it. Not, not at all. And Ron DeSantis, you know, he should, but he's going to see which way the wind blows. And sorry what a disappointment he is to me. I voted for him to be the governor for four years, not for two. And when he was asked a question back in 2022, he was just too evasive. And I was very upset about that. He wouldn't be honest with the people. And that's why I'll never vote for him again for anything. If he runs for Senate, forget it. You're not going to get my vote. You lied to me. You you tried to play a game. I voted for you to be the governor and work for four years full-time, not to be part-time for two years on a full salary while you're trying to run for president. And so you've lost me, Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley, you never really had me. And, you know, <laughs> Vivek, I don't know. He's a young guy, we'll see. And I would never, I would never vote for that buffoon Christie for anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have voted for, if I lived in Jersey. I would not have voted for him for governor, ever. He's just, he's just, he's a disgusting person. By the way, read an article, and and I think this is worth. This article was written back in, in 1991, and it talked about some of the things that really happened with the Fourteenth Amendment. And there's questions, was it ever really properly ratified and done to begin with?
Do you know that some of the states that had initially ratified it withdrew their ratifications before the other states completed their process? In other words, states like Ohio, yeah, Ohio and New Jersey withdrew. Yeah, they said, no, we've looked at this again, and we are withdrawing our, uh, our, our, our agreeing with this. And Kentucky and Delaware, they rejected it. Maryland, a loyal border state, also rejected it. And others, you know, walked away from it. It's a complicated scenario. Kentucky, Delaware, Maryland rejected the proposed amendment outright. California did later. Ohio, New Jersey, Oregon rescinded their ratification. If if their rescinding had held, this would never have passed. But congregation decided to override what the state said in, in rescinding. And so they pushed it through by one state. And even the way the thing passed in in the House of Representatives and the Senate, there was a little chicanery going on there, too. In some of the states, by the way, uh, some people refused to show up to vote to deny a quorum, and they were arrested. I mean, there was a lot of weirdness that, that went on to make this happen. And even the president at the time, President Johnson in of the 1800s, said in his veto message that this act would deprive people of their political and civil rights on a wholesale basis without any due process of law and in total violation of the Fifth Amendment. And sadly, the Supreme Court has refused to ever weigh in over the years on this particular issue. So to me, it's a questionable amendment to begin with that doesn't really address what happened on uh, January 6th, which I believe was an insurrection of the FBI and the deep state. It was staged. This is like burning down the Reichstag in in Nazi Germany in the 1930s to to give Hitler power. It's all it is. It's a big fat lie. And they created it. They knew it was coming. And I believe firmly in my heart of hearts that FBI agents made it happen. And those FBI agents, when found out, need to be tried for treason and treated accordingly. All of them, right to the very top office. And if anybody like Nancy Pelosi knew anything that this was in the making, they should also be tried for treason. All of them. I don't care if they're elected or not. That's a real insurrection. You plan a fake event like the Reichstag burning. You make it happen to to hide the fact you stole an election, which I believe they did. Now, I'll give you one other. If you want to really talk about insurrection, Joe Biden and Mayorkas, what's happening at our southern border? Millions of people being allowed to break the law with the president's blessing. These foreign nationalists, many of a military age from the Middle East and China, we are bringing an army of insurrection across our border with the blessing of the most evil administration this government has ever had in this country has ever seen. And the fact that we have a spineless Congress that hasn't impeached all of them already and a spineless Senate that is just sold out to Satan that won't convict and throw the bums out, we're in deep trouble. 
And the only way we're going to fix it is prayer. And yeah, we're going to have to get out there and vote and make sure that cheating doesn't happen again. And something tells me the tide is turning. Evil has pushed a little bit too far, a little bit too hard. And even those that normally would just try to get along are saying there's something wrong with this. And I believe they're going to come out in force in 2024, a force so big that the voting machines, the ballot box stuffing is not going to be enough. I've said many times that evil takes two, three, sometimes five steps forward over time. And when we get riled up enough, we get one, two, or three of them back. But the overall direction is still negative, not in a good, in a good way. But I believe that right now we are on the verge of a time. I really believe this. That we could get a number of steps back for a while. And that's the good news. I really believe that if we, the church needs to stand up and call evil, evil, and stop trying to get along with it and negotiate. You cannot negotiate with people who want you dead or destroyed. They're not going to give up. The sooner you figure that out, the better off you're going to be. You can't bring drag queens into the sanctuary of a church and put them up as examples to little children. You cannot condone same-sex marriages and give them blessings in a church. You cannot do what God forbids. And it's time for the church to wake up. It's time to stop hiding in your little your little dying buildings with white-haired people saying, Jesus, come. What have you done in your job? You know, the Bible says he wants to come back finding you laboring in his field, and you're not you're not doing it. You're you're singing standing on the promises while just sitting on the premises. It's time to get active. It's time to be the church militant. That's what it is on this earth. And it's been a dismal failure of late. You allowed the pandemic to shut you down, and then you decided it made it really nice to stay home. So you're not even involved. You are AWOL from the army of God if you claim to be a Christian and you're not participating in some way in supporting it. You're AWOL. And when you stand before God, you're going to hear those words, Who are you? Depart from me. We'll change directions tomorrow. But as we come to the end of this year of 2023, can I count on your support going into 2024? We really could use it. If you believe in our mission and ministry, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. Or go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. We use Give, Send, Go. You'll find that on a tab that says Support. Or once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. God bless until we come back again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.